Welcome to TCC Alive, a podcast of Tulare Community Church. Hey, we're just going to take a, a, a moment to kind of look into the Word uh, and look at this story and the things that the kids uh, shared with us this morning and, and hopefully uh, leave with what God has for us today and in our response to what He's done. And, and it, my title for this morning would be, um, What Will You Find This Christmas? And I started thinking about all the things that uh, we might want for Christmas, right? And, and the older you get, uh, the older I get at least, it seems like um, I don't really need all that much, right? There was, back in the day, it was like, man, I could really use this. And, and when Cindy and I first got married, I, I, man, I could use some tools. Like, I mean, a Lowe's gift card to me was like, whoa, awesome. And there were, you know, those things that you just needed in order to function. And I think it was uh, a, a nice way that my in-laws could actually, you know, provide us some things for our home. And it was, it was a great deal. Uh, but as I, I get to this point in my life, I think, you know, make my Christmas list. Well, I don't, I just want to be with everybody. And, and I remember talking to my grandpa one time and then talking to some people in our church and just saying, so what do you do for Christmas? All I want to do is just be with everybody. Like, I just want to be close. I just want my family close. I just want all of us to be together and enjoy the time we have together. And that seems to be a pretty common thing. But this week, I had a chance to go and spend some time at the elementary school. And uh, boy, you would not believe the things that are on some of their lists. Um, apparently every, uh, boy in elementary school wants to be on Duck Dynasty. I don't know what the deal is, but if we could have third graders running around with giant beards, I'm pretty sure that they would take the opportunity. Uh, I'm talking to these boys, you know, I want to, I want a duck airsoft gun and I want, you know, one kid, he wanted a duck blind. That's all he wanted. And I'm thinking, wow, you guys have really been indoctrinated. That's awesome. You know, and as we kind of went on, there was all the different, there's toys and there's, you know, this thing that does that. And, and there's always the hot season for toys and all those kind of things. And, and it's kind of interesting. Just there's always the want, the need, the, the things that I'd like. Well, I heard a story about a little boy and he'd been telling his parents what he wanted for Christmas. And he was really fixated on a watch. He just kept saying, I would really like a watch. I want this watch, and it's got the digital, and it's got the numbers, and then I can see, and I can know what time it is. And he was about, I don't know, fifth grade, something like that. And as things went on, finally, I don't know if any of you have incidents like this, but his parents said, look, if you keep talking about the watch, we're not going to see the watch on Christmas. Like, you got to just be quiet about the watch. Like, it's, it's enough. So that night, they sit down at the dinner table, and uh, he says, Mom, Dad, I'd like to pray for dinner. Okay, that sounds good. So he says, but what I'd like to do is I'd pl- like to pray some scripture tonight. Okay, he says, so Mark thirteen thirty seven, What I say to you, I say to everyone, watch. <laughs> I, however they have to learn scripture, let's get it, right? And, and I, I started thinking, you know, we spend most of the Christmas thing, season uh, looking for things, searching for the perfect way to express our love, our gratitude, blessing the lives of people around us, looking the way, for the ways we can do it at half price. 
right? You know, I love it. Yeah, people, you know, I want to express as much gratitude as I possibly can, but I want to get it on Black Friday, and I'll kill you to get it if I have to, right? And, and it's, it really is kind of this push and pull and tug that we have in our world. We, we, we try so much, and I started looking at this scripture, just kind of living in this Matthew and Mark and their accounts of the birth of Christ. And, you know, in the midst of everything, in the midst of the first Christmas, you had everyone missing the point. You know, from the, the, the politicians and the businessmen and the religious people, uh, the, the innkeeper even missed the first Christmas. And, and what what I looked at was the, the only people who actually got to experience it were the people who were looking for it. And that plays a lot into these seasons and holidays. I know uh, for some conversations I've been having, uh, it's kind of like, you know, we hit this Thanksgiving and then, oh, by the way, it's Christmas, you know, like tomorrow it feels like. And, and you have this thing where I've got, we're having these conversations and everybody's saying, you know, it's hard. We're having a hard time like jumping into the Christmas season, like really engaging. And I feel like it's just coming so fast and, and I just want to get the feeling. And I started thinking a lot of this whole season is about where we place ourselves and what we're looking for. A lot of the experiences that we have are what we're expecting to find and and what we're seeking out, putting ourselves in the way to experience joy. You know, family doesn't just show up at the table or, or show up around the tree. There is an intentionality to that. We don't just arrive at the church and, you know, we don't just have kids like show up and, oh yeah, let's sing songs today. That'd be great, you know. There's an intentionality about that. There's a specific point that we shoot toward. And, and in the scripture, it specifically uh, points us toward the people who were seeking and what they found. Luke 2, 6 through 15. I'm just going to read it. The kids did a great job. I'm just going to read it together real quick or read it for you. You don't have to turn there. It says, while they were there, the time came for the baby to be born. And she gave birth to her firstborn, a son, She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in the manger because there was no guest room available for them. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone round of them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace to those on whom His favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that's happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off. They found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was laying in the manger. And when they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds had said. And there was a second group mentioned in our play this morning in Matthew 2, 
verses 1 and 2. It says, And after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea during the time of King Herod, Magi, or wise men from the east, came to Jerusalem and asked, Where is the one who has been born King of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. The, we, we talk a lot about the shepherds. We talk a lot about the wise men. They were the ones seeking. There was a clear seeking of the Savior. There was a clear seeking. Now, the shepherds didn't know from the beginning that they were supposed to be seeking. They had to, you know, they kind of got the, the knock on the door. They got the, not even a knock on the door. Well, there it was, right? And, and then they were sent and they went. And I, I started thinking just in regard to us and our world we live in and going into this seeking idea our world we are constantly uh, bombarded we are we are surrounded by seeking seeking is like the goal of humanity especially in america these days seeking uh satisfaction seeking self self-worth seeking love seeking acceptance seeking joy seeking peace you know it's constantly seeking the new job seeking the new challenge seeking the new adventure we're constantly in a place of looking at and then you've got people and and many of us asking questions like this where why am i here what am i supposed to be why do i exist why do i get up in the morning and go to work and come home and watch tv and go to bed is this really what it's all about those are questions that are constantly on the lips of people around me in our community. Those are, and we may not say them out loud, but we have those passing thoughts, those gripping thoughts as we're driving down the road. Is this really what it's all about? Our kids today uh, in the production really pointed out it's, it's not really the gift. It, it was, that was the gift. It was Christ. And Christ is and can be found. And there's something about this this seeking and this recognition of the gift of Christ that when we draw into it, we recognize the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives. See, for for many people, they just consider, you know, you're asking these questions because we're all like uh, philosophers in our own minds. We're asking, what's the point? What's the depth? People, all humanity has been asking these questions. And some would just say, that's the way we're built. We're built to ask questions. We're built to seek for that stuff. But I would give you a little bit different perspective. I believe that's the presence of the Holy Spirit pointing us to God. When we're asking those questions, it's not just our own humanity crying out. It's the Holy Spirit placing those things inside of us saying, I want you to recognize. I want you to see there is more. There is a Savior, and His name is Jesus. In our understanding of the Word, we cannot do anything. We cannot give a good enough gift. We cannot live a good enough life. When we look at the Word, we recognize that it is not in our power to be great enough, good enough, to be given Christ or, or to be given heaven. It is only through Christ. And so when we come to this time and we have a world and, and minds that cause us to seek and we've got the answer of Jesus Christ in front of us, I think it's important that we recognize, I think 
God wants to give us three good gifts this season. One, the first thing that the shepherds were told, if you look back at that scripture, says the angel said to them, do not be afraid, I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all people. Okay, so he's setting up the scene. He's setting, this is going to, this is going to be awesome. I don't know if you've ever given a gift, ever given a gift that you were so pumped up about and you kind of almost want to tell them about it before they actually open the gift. Oh, you're going to love this. This is great. Ah, you know, I've been waiting to give this. Oh, I've had it since like November, right? It's so cool. And, and Black Friday and it was awesome. And you get ready to hand it off and you're just so excited. That's the place we find the angel. And the first thing he says is today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. And what in truth that would be is God is giving you today the gift of forgiveness. The gift of forgiveness. In Christ, we find the first thing, the gift of forgiveness through His grace and His mercy. You know, it's interesting that we work so hard to be so good. And yet it's all really hinging on our acceptance of His grace and His love for us. The second thing would be, at Christmas, I think God wants to give us this peace of mind that we can find through Christ. Now, I, we live in a world, we live in a country, we live in a, in a community where people are tormented. Their minds are tormented because of the inability to stop and find peace and rest. So in Christ, we not only find forgiveness, but we also find the place where we were meant to be. Now, I am not a lifeguard because I am not built for swimming, okay? I'm kind of like a little rock. I sink. I don't know what my deal is. I'm not a, a great swimmer. But I have got some friends who have been lifeguards. And especially when I live down south by the beach, one of the things they talk about is people start panicking, like when they get in these riptides and all these kind of things. And, and we all kind of know the deal. Like you can't panic and get help, right? And, and one of the lifeguard friends of mine was telling me, the first thing they say is you can't help the person as long as they're struggling. As long as they're trying to save themselves, you can't save them. And for me, being a pastor and not a great swimmer, it clicked to me. As long as I'm trying to save myself, I will never find peace. I will never find the mercy and that rest that I really want to seek and, and find in Christ. Because I'm trying to do it. And he's saying, I already did it. He wants to give us the gift of peace. And finally... This Christmas, you can find eternal life. Really, the, the, the bottom line to all of this is God wants us. God wants us. It wasn't that God wanted Christ or God wanted a cool event that people could light up houses and sing great carols. That's not what the point was. God wants us. And He wants us with Him forever. And it's crazy. I did an illustration a while back where I took a piece of climbing rope and I kind of laid it out and said, imagine that this rope wraps around the world, right? It's just, it's, it's so long. You can't ever see the end. And here's a little piece of blue tape. And that's the extent of our life. Just a little sliver of that rope. We live for 80, 90 years, 
100 years if you're lucky. We live for just a, a, a vapor of time. He wants us for eternity. And so He sent His Son. And He gives us forgiveness in this life. And He gives us peace in this life. And He gives us community with Him that leads to eternal life. So our kids today, they weren't just talking you know, about the gifts and all those kind of things. They're talking about eternity. That's really the desire of our hearts. What is this all about, really? What is the thing that's gnawing at my heart, really? It's eternity. That's what God has for us. I think it's just mind-blowing to me that all of this started in an insignificant place, in a fairly insignificant setting, with a, a relatively insignificant couple, and for life and eternity, we forever changed. So here's my challenge for us as I'm done this morning. My challenge would be, let's take this time, this morning, and the voices of our kids and the words of the Word of God. And if there are places where we need to seek forgiveness, let's seek forgiveness in His name. If we are racked and tormented and tortured and in this place of unrest that we are not meant to live and be able to carry on in. It literally destroys our bodies. Would we seek the peace in His name? And maybe you're here this morning and you're like, you know, I have really never found my place in eternity with Christ. I have really personally never chosen personally to follow Christ as my risen Lord and Savior. Maybe this is the day Maybe these kids' voices were the catalyst to leading us into that place. I want to pray with us this morning. And then right following this closing prayer, uh, we're going to sing a song together. We're going to sing, O Little Town of Bethlehem. I would encourage you, as you look and sing the words to this song, don't let it be a Christmas carol. Let it be a life understanding in His name. Let's pray. Father God, I thank you and I praise you. You're a great God. I love you so much this morning. Lord, I thank you for your forgiveness. And this morning, I ask in your name, would you forgive me, forgive us for the places where we struggle and the places where we have fallen short. God, in the places where I am carrying a heavy load, I ask for your peace and your rest. Not just so that I can feel better, but that so you can be glorified and honored. Father God, would your gift of your Son be so evident in our lives and our hearts that we would be like those wise men, that we would be even more like the shepherds who went out and spread the news of the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you and we praise you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening. If you want to know more about the ministries and mission of Tulare Community Church, visit us at tccalive.org.